like it's like cult and a half, man. It's like Taylor Swift, right? She's never gonna make a bad song to Taylor Swift fans. They're gonna love everything she puts out. Someone's a hater. I'm not a hater. Can I, you I, sing I, a Taylor Swift song? I know a, a Which couple. One? Um, bad Blood. Uh, with Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> um, Lavender, oh my God, I don't listen to Taylor Swift. Lavender Haze. I don't An- know. <laughs> Antihero. What? Snow on the Beach. Dude, that's four songs more than I know. Was that Romeo? I know Juliet Love Story. Song. Yeah, Love yeah, that's Story, the one. Uh, yeah, that's a nice song. I know, song. it's classic. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Picking Brains, finally. You know, the last episode was released in November 2022. Damn, it's almost a year. Is yeah. that a cuss word? Yes, damn is fine. Damn is like the limit. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. That was yeah. quick. I didn't take that long to get there. Yeah, it's okay. Um, we have Ali Farouk. Welcome. Co-founder of Local BH. I'm sure everybody knows Local BH. If you don't, you're sleeping under a rock. <laughs> Um, go ahead, introduce yourself. How you want, however you want to introduce yourself. Go Thanks, ahead. my man. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. We've wanted to do this for a while. Yes. Gotta say, man, I'm hella nervous. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Local BH is is interesting. Interesting that people know me as the co-founder of Local BH. There's mm. more to it, but uh, yeah, Local BH is something we're really proud of. But uh, you you want me to run you through your through my story? Anything you want. All right, man. I'm gonna try and make this interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my name's Ali. I am uh, 27 years old. Um, I studied law in the UK. Okay. Um, and then in New York. But uh, yeah, I became an entrepreneur. I think mm. it just happened. Um, it's sad a big my, switch. Yeah, big switch. Yeah. Sad, my uh, partner and uh, CEO has uh, been a big part of my life. So um, I've known him for a really long time. I think I was 21 at the time and sort of uh, between law jobs and... Uh, I was just looking for something that really excited me, but um, I was still waiting for it at the time. One thing led to another, and we started this fintech company, and then you know we did that across the region, and we still sort of do that. And then local BH happened. We saw space in the market for content for young people, and Hamdulillah Local has grown to become what it is now, which is the largest digital media platform in the country. And mm-hmm. the goal is for us to scale this. And we also have a creative agency. Yes. Our Hamza, our mutual friend. Carolina Mir. Yes. Carolina Mir, CM yeah. for short. Hamza introduced us. So, yeah. So, uh, Sad and Hamza are my business partners, also my really, really close friends. So, how did you meet Sad, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, dude, ask away. I mean, um, so the story is that I uh, was born in Zimbabwe. This goes, this goes back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It goes back. So, um, from Pakistan mm-hmm. originally, but, um, my dad's a doctor and he was working in Zimbabwe, uh, uh training at hospitals there. there was, and then, um, yeah, so I was born in Zimbabwe. I was a couple of weeks old when we moved to South Africa and I grew up in South Africa, spent six years there. It's an interesting childhood because, um, I was in the first, I always, uh, it's just hindsight, such an interesting thing. I was in the first, uh, one of the first groups of students to be in the post-apartheid um, mm. era. So this is the first time we're sort of like, you know, black kids and white yeah. kids were sitting together in class, but, you know, they didn't know what was, I, I could, I didn't appreciate what was happening, but yeah. for them, for a lot of them, it was one of the first times that they were sitting in the same class together mm-hmm. and it wasn't segregated. So it was a very rich childhood. I learned a lot, um, but, you know, my parents wanted to move to the region. So we moved here when I was six. I grew up here. Um, Sad's family and my family were really, really close. So he's always been, you know, a big okay. part of my life, I'm like an older brother. And uh, 
yeah, entrepreneurship's been an interesting journey. Uh, you know, the highs are high and the lows are low lows, but uh, once you get into it, it's a bit difficult to come out of it, right? You mm. just can't go back to. to I have it. the same feeling with the, with consulting, like I tell I told myself when I got into consulting when I first started traveling for work that. Oh, I can't do this, right? I can't do this. This is not something I can do for a long time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the experience for a year or two, then leave and exit into industry, right? But then the more I do it, it's like it's hard to get out of because you get addicted to the air miles, you get addicted to the hotel points, um, all that stuff. Just like traveling, you just, it's hard to get out of. But I do need to get out of it um, in the future. Not yet. I'm still gonna be in it for a while. But okay, great. So. And just a quick uh, a tangent, I want to explain to the viewers why I've been gone, which because it connects to me being a consultant. I've been gone for so uh, around around a year since November, and that's because I've been traveling every week for work. It's it's been hectic, and I have recorded three episodes since then that unfortunately didn't meet my quality standards because uh, the guests. It's not the guests' fault. It's just I did a bad job of engaging with them so they didn't talk much and i i thought maybe i should i should curate like questions and stuff the 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 point of this podcast i didn't want it to be like an interview you know what i mean i want it to be a conversation i want i want it to be two-way but then i see there are some types of guests that where you need to have sort of like a framework for questioning and get them into the conversation and i struggled with that so that's the reason. So I did tease a couple of times on Instagram, episode coming next week, and that and that was true. I did record, but I never released. So it's been a while, but we're back. And I also don't want to do the season system anymore because I did season one, season two. I was like, who cares? It's a podcast. It's not a show. Like there's no <laughs> flow to it. It's random. So I think I'm gonna let go of the whole season thing and just do episodic. Um, until infinity right so sort of like joe rogan episode 500 1000 whatever um i'm letting go of that and yeah this just explained to the listener or the viewer why we've been gone i've had i've had a couple of dms which is nice because you know yeah the pod, I, this podcast is not really advertised i've never ever made a sponsored post i've never asked anybody to post anything it's just word of mouth and i will start doing ad- adverts Okay, I might need some, some some advice on on what to do. Some people tell me you have to do it through Facebook. It's better than doing it through Instagram because you get two platforms at once. I don't know. So you might know about this stuff more. You probably do know more, more than me. I'd hope so. <laughs> exactly. But no, this is good. I mean, good. The question, I mean, I guess, sorry. But yeah, go ahead. Off, but like, what, what's, what's your goal with a podcast? What was your, why did you start and what's your end goal? Yeah, so the, the reason why I started the podcast and, um, I, I made us a, a, a highlight of this on, on why I did it. Um, I think it's, pe- well, it's not, I think I know, <laughs> I know it cause I did it, but, um, I think of it as like a journal for me. It's like a personal journal. So some people have diaries and journals. Some people maybe write letters. Like if I go back thousands of years, I don't know what my ancestor thought about. I don't know what their opinions were on certain topics at the time. Obviously, they're not the same as now, but like I didn't know how they think about things. I didn't know the stories. And I think we live we live in in an era where my assuming the world just doesn't go to crap, my grand, 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 grand kids can look back and be like, yo, that's my ancestors. They had this. It's like a history thing, right? It's like a legacy thing. 
So it's just a way to preserve. And it's, it's, it's also like, you know, God forbid something happens to me, an accident where I can't talk right, anymore. Cool. Right. So things like that, like it's just so, some way to preserve this time bubble. Interesting. So, there's no end goal. Together. Yeah, there's no end goal. It's just a continuous journal. I can look back in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Hopefully I'll, I'll keep doing it by then. Um, but it's it's a way to preserve uh, my, my thoughts and my my conversations with people. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah. You're you're uh, we haven't known each other for too long, but mm-hmm. you know, you're a very charming guy. And I think for Thank someone you. so young to be so wise in so many different areas of life, I think is um yeah, it's, it's, it's inspiring. Uh, and I hope you continue doing it, man, because I think you have a lot of value to add to a lot of different people. So, Thank yeah. you. And likewise, man, you're young too. We're, we're like a year apart. So Are we? Yeah. Are we? I'm turning 26 this month. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a year apart. Yeah, yeah. So so um, likewise, and I appreciate that. Thank you. But yeah, it's it's that's why I, it's, I never got really into heavily advertising and whatever. I, I want people to to have fun. I want them to have a podcast where it's not all about entrepreneurship, money, finances. Yeah. And and I feel like the the Middle East especially when you look at podcasts and most of the podcasts that I know of are in Arabic, especially in Bahrain um and the Gulf and they're they're just like um talking about money and 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 things like that. It's not when you when I watch them it just feels like someone's talking down to me. Not in a negative way, but just like I'm more experienced. I'm a CEO of this, of these five, 10, 20, excuse me, companies. And this is what I did is what I need to do to get to my level. And I want, I want it to be like the same level. We're all humans, right? Like you will notice, yes, you're the co-founder of Local BH. I can take the angle of asking you, hey, how did you, um, what are the obstacles you face in Local BH? I can ask you all these questions that you've gotten, you've gotten a hundred times, well, yeah. right? But I'll, and we will do some of that, but I also want to have a personal conversation with you. I appreciate it, man. Right? I appreciate so, it because you're more than that. Um, and it, it's 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 a good, it's an amazing achievement, local BH, and, and I applaud you for that. But I also want to know what do you, what do you like to talk about? And that's why I'm saying it. I don't want it to be an interview, right? I want it to be a two way conversation. Any topic you want to talk about, we can talk about. It's not structured. I do have a few questions. Go ahead. Um, we'll get to that. But my number one question. Right now, is everybody wants to know this. Right? Everybody wants to know, know this. Everybody wants to know about Everybody it. wants to know this. Go ahead. What is it? Barbie or Oppenheimer? God. Dude, honestly, I haven't watched either one of them. Really? Yeah. I mean, look. Um, no, I, I, You're not a movies not, guy. This is, yeah, it sounds really lame to say it. I'm mm. not not a movies guy. Like, mm. I, I enjoy a good movie. Like, I'm crazy about Rush Hour, my man. I'll watch that. <laughs> I watch it all day, every They're doing day. a fourth one, right? I hope to God. Yeah, yeah. Although the third one wasn't that great. Really? Yeah. I mean, yes. the first one was set the bar really high, right? Yeah, and the yeah. second one was not bad. But third, yeah. I think, I think that just that just tanked. Yeah. Oh, but no. I mean, uh, sequels in general are like that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not crazy about either one of them. Honestly, um, Oppenheimer is what three hours. I don't think I could do that, man. And, it's a lot of uh, dialogue too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, I'll watch it at some point. But uh, and Barbie. Um, yeah. I mean, it's Barbie, bro. It's Barbie. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, I went to it um, on Thursday. Oh. has a lot of commentary. What, Barbie does? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's not like a... Uh, it's not a chick flick? It's not a chick flick. Have you said that there's some good chick flicks out there? Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, but this, this is not. This is um, has a lot of meaning or deep meaning. Um, some of it is like 
on the nose. A lot of it is on the nose, actually, but it's because it's like the target audience is PG-13, right? Mm. So you can't really be too subtle or nobody's going to get it. Sometimes you have to be direct. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought was, I gave it like a 7 or 7.5 maximum. Yeah, I have a bad habit of falling asleep in cinema, so. I had that. You know, I used to watch a lot of movies because Bahrain, there's nothing much to do like growing up. That's by like, the way why you started local Bahrain. Because there's a lot to do, but it's just not covered as much. But quick plug there. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like me growing up, there was no local BH. Sure. Right? So. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you filled that need. <laughs> um, but so I would go to movies a lot. Like I would go at, um, to every major release. But now I go to one, maybe two movies a year max. Yeah. The only reason I went to these two is because it's just like everybody is like. Mm. I, Christopher Nolan's one, one of my favorite um, um, directors. But uh, with Barbie, I have it's just an excuse for me to hang out with friends because they really wanted to watch it. And I was like, okay, let's go. Watch you went it. with a bunch of guys. Yeah, we wow. all wore pink. Oh no way! Did yeah, you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I want to get to the side yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I think I'll watch it at some point. I'll watch both of them at some point. But like, you know, um, Guardians of the Galaxy three came out. Maybe was it four months ago, six months ago, whatever yeah. it was, three months ago. I and didn't I just watch it. and I, I waited and I waited for it to come out on Disney Plus before I watched it. And even then, it took me three separate sessions to watch it. So I don't have a, I don't have the bandwidth to watch. Uh, so what do you do for entertainment? Read books. That's a good question. It's <laughs> a really good question, JJ. Entrepreneur, you know, no time to, to entertain. Himself. You know, you know, I think it's, it's, it's interesting that, that it, the word entrepreneur is, is used to describe me. You know, there's people that are born to be entrepreneurs, right? And then there's people that sort of, fall into it mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. happens because uh, I think my partner Saj is a great example of it I think he was born into entre- entrepreneurship you yeah. know he will he he's done it he did it when he was uh, you know late teen and he did it in his 20s and he's done it in his 30s and he's born to be like he he, he he's a by definition is an entrepreneur mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. I think I don't know if I am that I'm trying to figure it out I think I fell into it but uh, what was the question again? Um, what did you do for entertainment? What do I do for, yeah. I mean, look, to be fair, work takes up a lot of my time. And just because, you know, when it's your own thing, you don't really, it doesn't really stop just because, you know, it's sex. Yeah. So it's taken me a while to find, um, to find things to, to work on and things to focus on. I've, 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 I've learned to, to understand that there's more to life than just, entrepreneurship and, and business, that's a big part of who I am, but there's also other things I need to work on. So Dean has become a really big part of my yeah. life. And I think and for most of us anyway, in this part of the world, you grow up because, you know, you grow up and you're a Muslim or you're a Christian or whatever, but that's yeah. just because your parents are. Yeah. But then there comes this point in life where you, it, you start to you question and then I mean, you, you question it and then you yeah. choose it, right? Yeah. If you want to. And uh, so that takes up, you know, I try to do my best there where I can. Good. Um, I try to see, you know, I have a good group of close friends. I try to spend at least, um, I wouldn't say every weekend, but, uh, you know, maybe twice a, a month with them. So what do uh, you guys do? Do you talk? Football. Okay. Football is a big part, man. Football, you play yeah. football? I mean, I haven't played in a, in a while. Because you injured yourself. I, yeah, because I hurt yeah. my knee. But, Look at me. Uh, I'm such a good interviewer. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, you've done your homework, man. <laughs> um, Was it a torn ACL? It was an ACL and it was a meniscus, which is just next to the yeah. ACL. Yeah. That's very common with ACL football. and meniscus. Yeah, with football guys. So I, I tore this in 2021. So this was like the first couple of months after COVID when uh, things opened up a little bit and we started playing football and I just got into this really bad um, 
Andrea, at the time, I didn't think anything of it, but about 18 months later, the pain just never sort of went away. It just keep coming back. So then I did an MRI and it was a torn ACL. Here's an interesting thing. So he didn't know immediately. No, because you do an x-ray and x-rays don't show uh, uh, ligaments and tissues. They mm. show the... MRI suck. Well, the x-ray just shows your bones and the bone wasn't broken. So I yeah. didn't, So I just moved on and I just went... And then I just it just never went away. And then I was like, okay, well... Let's give this a shot. And then 18 months on and did an MRI. And you're right, it does suck. It sort of puts you in. Have you done it? Yeah, I had uh, bicep tendinitis. Um, and it was the source of it was my shoulder. Working out? Yeah, I was working out. Um, this was a, a year ago or a year and a half ago. I was doing a military press and I got, it's like a shoulder press with dumbbells. Oh, damn. Um, and... I don't know what happened. How does that work? So like dumbbells like that? So you have the dumbbells, you put them to your side and you just push them up, right? So it's, it's oh, okay. for your shoulders. And as uh, one of the reps uh, um, I did, I just felt like something, like a sound mm. or something, like some movement. It didn't hurt. And then the next day, my biceps started like killing me. Like I wow. couldn't have it straight. Like I couldn't do this. And I still like, like an idiot, I still went to the gym. Like I have to, because I was in a, I was in a, like a phase where I wanted to work out and wanted to get fit, and I pushed through it and I did workouts, and then the third day, which which was the worst, I I felt like I'm gonna lose my arm because mm-hmm. of the pain. Like I want somebody to cut it off. That was it was it hurt. Like I was driving home like this and I was like yelling. Ah. So I was like, I have to go to the hospital, and I did an MRI. Yeah, but your top half. Um, what do you mean? Your top half went into the machine, the MRI machine. No, I, I went fully in. Oh, the whole thing, I your went, legs as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's I, suffocating. Yeah, it, it sucked because it, I was in it. He told me it was going to be there for thirty minutes, mm. something like that. And he had me like propped up, but it was not comfortable, and I had to have my arm in a certain position, and it was not comfortable. Mm. So I couldn't have that still for, and so it took me an hour and fifteen minutes in that yeah. machine, and I was about to be like, I don't want to do this. Right, and then yeah. that's the moment where he pulled me out. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah, it is one of those things. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, for me, what happened is, um, so yeah, I, was, I mean, I was playing football in early twenty twenty one. I don't know if we're going off on a tangent, but that's fine. Early twenty twenty one. These so things happen. <laughs> I was. Um, oh yeah, the question was about friends. So I'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I w- I'd play football every week, and then I hurt myself, and then I was, you know, I did an X ray, and then it wasn't broken, so I just had like, you know, I was just on crutches for about a month, and I was okay, and the sweating went down, so I just went back to like running and playing, and I didn't think much of it. But <laughs> twenty one ended, early twenty twenty two. I just felt like I wasn't me anymore. You know, I grew up mm. and I was fairly healthy. The guy who tells you to yeah, silence your phone just, uh, does not silence their phone. Yeah, well, fine, you're the host. I think the, the rules are different for you. You make <laughs> the rules, man. You can break them. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I grew up fairly healthy. Um, I, I used to eat whatever I wanted to, but um, I didn't really gain. I wasn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up having a six pack, but I wasn't unhealthy either. Mm-hmm. I guess COVID growing up, I think your body just changes after. Uh, yeah, you know, metabolism. Your, your metabolism just yeah. tanks, man, especially as a Pakistani. I think it's just terrible. And we have oil in everything we eat. Mm. So uh, early 2022, I was just like, this is not me, man. I just I just didn't look like the person I was looking at. And mm. I found a really great coach who I uh, knew of. His name is uh, uh, Mo Feroz. Shout out, Mo. Uh, he runs the Healthy Conscience. So um, he has a really great way of um, taking care of his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just never been into gyms, man. You know, I've tried, I've, I've gone, I, even when I was sitting in the UK, when I was sitting in Leeds, I tried to go gyms, I tried to go gyms here and I'll go for a month and 
And I it just, it's not, you know, it's different things work for different people. It just didn't work for me. So yeah, uh, January, 2022, I, I went to uh, give him a call. I was like, hey, I need to come and see you. And um, we were, you know, sort of mutual friends, I guess. And uh, his work is interesting because he focuses on a couple of things, which is uh, uh, endurance and uh, flexibility, mobility, all the things that you actually need. I need those. Uh, <laughs> I suck at all these. So the interest, the thing is about gyms, right? When you're when you're lifting all of these weights and you're doing, you know, these 150 uh, kg, whatever they're called, uh, yeah. deadlifts and stuff, mm. none of that is actually. Uh, it's a lot of that is ego lifting, right? Yeah. It's not actually necessarily that healthy for you. It's an extreme sport just the way, you know, skydiving is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Skydiving necessarily isn't, you know, quote unquote healthy for you. It's just, it's an extreme sport. Yeah. So is this, you know, when you're 50, 60, 70, your deadlifts don't help you. What actually helps you is, you know, how strong your heart is and how flexible you are and how agile you are and so on. And I really like that approach and it's one-on-one and he's a really interesting guy and you know, he's just super, super knowledgeable, not just about, health and fitness, but about everything. So I started with him and then he got me into running and we started doing some, you know, 10K runs and 15Ks. And then anyway, fast forward about six months into 2022, uh, the knee ache wasn't going away. So we did an MRI, turns out it was it was torn. But this was a couple of months away from a Spartan race in Abu Dhabi that I was going to do with Coach Mo and the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I did the ACL surgery then, I would miss the race. Yeah. So I did the smart thing. And I and I continued training for four <laughs> months, but you know, in in his defense, Coach Mo did turn it down for me, and he's like, "You're not going to run as much, but you're going to swim, so you can keep up." But um, yeah, fast forward. Uh, so this was about I think September, August, September, 2022. Four or five months later, December, went to Abu Dhabi as a group. It was really fun. We did the Spartan race, about 12 kilometers in the deserts of Abu Dhabi. That was really cool. But then. One of the, because Spartans is an obstacle race. It's not a straight race. Yeah. It's like, you know, going through obstacles. Um, and one of the obstacles is you you climb up this this little obstacle and you come out the other way. Mm-hmm. And I tripped on one and I fell and it had to be like, I think maybe a two, two and a half meter drop, which is like, you know, Ooh. the ceiling, just a little bit less. And you landed on your- And I landed right on that spot. And oh. I could tell that I, I heard it. I could tell I could hurt. I, I heard it. But anyway, I came back to Bahrain. Um, I got through the race somehow. Your adrenaline you know, yeah, gets you through. Yeah, takes over, yeah. Uh, came back and then New Year's Eve, 31st of December. So about three weeks after the race, um, I did my ACL and that was it. So coming back to how do I have a good time? So <laughs> health and fitness. Wait, well, one last question. How long did it take for you to recover? Yeah. So did my thing on the 31st of December. Uh, they let me go. So New Year's, New Year's Day, I had a new year, new mm. knee. New me. Mm, new you. <laughs> new, new me. <laughs> yeah. So January, February, I was recovering. I had crutches and I had like a little cast thing. Yeah. Um, then March, I started walking a little bit. April, I started running. May and then June, uh, I was back to full fitness. So I was doing 15. So you're 100% now. Um, yeah. I mean, that's where it gets tricky, right? Because fifteen, I was doing 15, 20K runs in May, June. And... Uh, yeah, I thought I was back, but then you have these highs and lows, man, and, and fitness, especially when you're trying to train for these races. And uh, July, I just my energy levels were just mm. absolutely zero. Like my energy, my my body battery was at five percent. It's it's crazy because you're the same person, you're eating the same things, but then one day you're running a twenty kilometer, uh, you know, distance, and then the next you're you're struggling to 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 get yourself out of bed. Um, so July, August has been just really really slow in trying to recover. 
but um in you know health and fitness i think is a good is a good i don't know if it's an obsession but it's a good way for me to uh have something to focus on i have something to focus on that's not entrepreneurship because you yeah. know i spend a lot of my energy there and then i need something else to focus on and uh, especially these friday morning 4 a.m runs have been really really good for me 4 a.m so, wow Yeah. How do you do that? How, are you? Okay, I was going to ask you this before. My morning person. The podcast. Are you a morning or a night out? Are more you? Are you a morning person? See, I, I'm a little bit more complicated, right? I I would say I'm a night owl. Like I like staying. I like staying up. I hate waking up early. I hate it. But when I do wake up, I'm very productive. Like I'm very focused. I like zone in. Like when I do video editing, that's usually when I wake up. Like I just nonstop work. When I work in the evening. I procrastinate a lot and I I cannot sit still and work on something for 10 minutes. I'd have to stand, walk around, come back, work for another five minutes, stand up, walk around. It's so weird. But when I, when it's in the morning, I'm just like, I don't stop. So it's very weird. So if you're asking me, do I, in terms of feeling energetic, I'm not a morning person. If you're talking about productivity, I'm a morning person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not a night guy. I don't like staying up late because I have this uh, uh, guilt if I sleep too late. Um, okay. You know, if I wake up and it's, it's you know, over nine, I think anything past nine, I think I feel like, yeah, I've wasted my day. May as well just. So what time do you sleep? Ten? Um, Ten is, I think, a bit on, it's a bit too early. I think 11, 12. Okay. I mean, I think it's, you know, when you grow up, you don't really, when you're younger, you don't understand these things. There's so many people, I'm sure our friends as well, my friends, your friends that struggle to sleep, right? Insomnia, yeah. lack of sleep. Me, that's a that's big me. thing. Is that you? I used to struggle with insomnia and sleep paralysis. That's tight, man. How'd you get over it? Um, I got healthier. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, sleep paralysis, when I was very overweight, was a problem. And when I had an unhealthy diet, I noticed... Um, It sucks. The sleep paralysis sucks. I was talking to a friend about it yesterday. Um, insomnia, I still kind of have it, but not as much. Um, when I was growing up, um, I had like a nightmare that caused some trauma. And every time I, I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about the dream all the time or night, nightmare all the time. And so then it developed into not me being scared about the nightmare, but most mostly de developing the habit of thinking while, while I'm trying to sleep. So I just think nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, but yeah, as soon as I got healthier, I started having better food, started working out, those things went away. So it's like a domino effect. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Just turning healthy changes so much about how you feel, how you uh, look, how you just everything. It changes your outlook on life, man. It gives you a whole other purpose. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, sleep is something I'm super grateful. Like if I go to bed, I'm, I'm passing out in like five minutes, you know, on most days. And I, 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 I love this and I hate this about me. Most days, if I'm watching something on my iPad or my phone, I will pass out with the phone in my hand or, uh, the thing still playing, which is really cool. Yeah. That's um, me. I do that. But you know, I'm grateful. No, I pass out really quick. And then, you know, I've tried to, I try my best where I can to wake up for Fajr as well, to go to mm. pray in the mosque. So, uh, That's good so, on you. Yeah, so those sort of habits, you know, they, they don't have, they don't, it doesn't happen overnight, it takes a while. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I think I'm a, I'm a morning guy. Um, okay. And I'm also very, um, 
I'm just a very structured. Like I think you'll you'll tell in this conversation as well. When I'm talking, everything has to be in chronological order, right? Like it has to yeah. go, and then I have to come back and finish. So and I'll bring the know, chaos. <laughs> right. And you're like, you know, hey, you know, why'd you start entrepreneurship? And yeah. I had to go back to, you know, the day yeah. I was born and then bring it back <laughs> Zimbabwe. here. Zimbabwe had to be a part of that story. <laughs> so, you know, I'm very structured in my, in my way. So whether it's a, it's a weekday or a weekend, more, they, you know, more or less look the same. Uh, I just, you know, it doesn't matter if it's summer break, man. I'm not, I'm not sleeping at 2am. That's just, that's guilt I can't come out of. So what time do you wake up? Average. Like you uh, wake up for Fedger and you stay, stay up? Uh, no way, man. Yeah, yeah. It takes a while to go back to sleep. Uh, but I usually wake up at seven, eight. Um, okay. Yeah. I would say you would have, cause you're saying you're having 4am runs. How often when you had those consistent, consistently, how often? Those Friday, that's Friday runs. Just that's, Friday. That's yeah. Those Friday. Fr- I was going to say, you said you sleep at around 11 or 12 and you wake up at four. That must be unhealthy. If, if that was your like everyday, uh, thing. No, that mean that's you- Friday it was Fridays. Cause, um, you know, initially when I first started, I was like, no, you know, I need to catch up on because I, I, I sometimes work on Saturdays on most Saturdays I'll work, um, but not at work, not at the office, I'll mm. go to Starbucks or whatever. But um, mm. Fridays are usually the days where I used to be able to sleep in. Mm. But then uh, once it became a habit, it just and uh, I just couldn't miss it, you know, so I'd go to I'd go home early on Thursday. And it's crazy because Thursdays are the start of the weekend and you'd be like, hey, yeah. It's Thursday, but I'd go home earlier than usual and sleep and wake up on Friday morning at four, go for this run. Mm. When I'm, I finish, the run ends at like 6.37. Mm. And then you go to the bar, but it's a bit too much. Am I sharing this too much? No, it's a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? All right. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's again, one of those those ways that I'm super structured. Like I have to go to the same barber. I have to go to the same hairdresser, same time, same day, every single week. So what happens if this if this structure gets disrupted? It's it's yeah. It's, like does it does it then f- um, affect other areas of your life? Like let's say you'd miss the run on four a.m. run. You missed it. Does that then start developing um, kind of like oh shoot I me- messed it so I'm probably gonna have a bad day. If I'm gonna have a bad day, I'm gonna have a bad week. Does that does that or do you do you have this healthy habit of pulling yourself out of like, okay, it's okay. I took two steps forward, one step back. That's still progress. It's a good question. Uh, yeah. I'm not very good with myself, to be honest with you. I'm okay. not like, yeah, it's something I'm trying to learn. It's, it's something I was thinking about it the other day. I think I was talking to someone. I think I was talking to someone about it as well. You're exposed to so much after you turn 25. And a lot of that is not external. It's internal. It's about how you feel, how you view things. And, you know, after I turned 25, there's so much about me that I'm trying to figure out. And one of the things I figured out is that I'm not very good with myself. You know, I constantly feel like I haven't done as much. Mm. And so I don't know if I'm, if I miss a run, I feel like I'm going to waste, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a bad day or a bad week, but I just know that I'm really, really disappointed that ha- that happened. But yeah, t- you know, it's something that I'm trying to work on is to be a little bit more flexible, but I'm just really structured in the way that I am. And I, I, you know, I think there's good and bad in that because the good is that you're consistent yeah. doing the things that you need to do yeah. um yeah you form good habits you form good habits and a lot of habits are not formed because you want to it's a it's a matter of discipline yeah. right so do i want to wake up every day for fajr do i and i'm not saying i'm perfect i don't i probably missed you know half the week of fajr but mm-hmm. the point i'm trying to make or runs or but you're striving but you know yeah. at least what you're doing is that it's not a matter of do i want to i have to it's something that it's it's a habit. It's built in. So I think 
but then also the, the I think the the con of of being very structured is when like you rightly said when things don't go your way how do you how do you sort of react yeah i think also um would that would would you then say you're not a very spontaneous person uh i get called boring a lot you know and okay. it's something that i uh, <laughs> um yeah i mean Am I spontaneous? Somebody told you, hey, Hamza comes to you, says, hey, let's travel to Thailand or Bali or whatever. Let's do it next month. Yeah, no, I think I could well, do that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I could do that. But like, I um, for the most part, I'm very, I, th- I just keep going back to it. I'm just very organized in the way I need mm. my day to go, my weekends to go. Um, it's not that I don't like adventure. You know, I, I love scuba diving. I love sky skydiving. I love those sort of things. Uh, I say I love skydiving. I've done done it the one time. I've but, never done it, so <laughs> I skydive all the time, bro. Yeah, yeah I do it all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, 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 you know, I just there's there's like there's this there's this couple of hours every weekend where you know there can be chaos, but that's organized chaos, yeah. right? I, everything around it has to be like there's a variance that you're okay with. Yeah, I'm like 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on a Friday night. I'm up for anything. Okay. So you said some people describe you as a boring person. Yeah. Do you think you focusing on Dean affects that? Ooh, interesting. This just got interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. I struggle with that too. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I think me and you have talked about this off camera many, many times. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, you'd say no to a lot of things that maybe guys our age probably don't say no to. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily because you don't want to, mm. um, but it's just discipline. It's just discipline. But I think there's also certain things that maybe you don't want to. Um, yeah. So like, for example, alcohol is something I've never been interested in. Never. It's not not like I feel like I'm missing out. I've just never been interested mm. in it. Or, you know, but there's other maybe sorts of uh, sins yeah. that we are appealing, but then, you know, in trying to be disciplined, you stay away from. So I think, I think, yeah, Dean definitely has something to do with. There's something interesting um, I read recently and so, and there's this, I forgot the term for it, but they they were um, trying to understand why some people do a better job at losing weight than other people when they are on diets, right? And the study uh, suggested or talked about, um, I forgot the name for the term, but this, the idea that somebody who sees the value in the food now versus somebody who has a long-term, who sees a long-term effect of this food, right? So, and what I mean is if I'm really hungry right now, I really want a McFlurry or a McBurger. What is it? McBurger? What is it called? McChicken? I, I don't, I don't eat McDonald's, so I don't know. McChicken? Mc, Big Mac. <laughs> you are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Mac. Whatever. Um, I'm going to get roasted for this. <laughs> he called it a McBurger. McChicken's <laughs> uh, right, my man. So I let's think. say I, I really want to have this McChicken, right? It's going to make me feel really good right now. <laughs> but I'm turning red probably. Um, but I, if, if all you care about satisfaction now, mm-hmm. you're going to have you're going to have the burger. People who had a better understanding of the long-term effects of this burger, like, is it going to bring me closer or farther away from my goal? People who think like that tend to um, avoid the burger and then reprogram their brains and then build healthy habits. And I have a similar approach with Dean. 
right? So I think of, and 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 the McChicken is the sin, right? I help you see, the McBurger. Disclaimer: right. This I'm like McDonald. I love McDonald's. So this yeah, is yeah. please. Just, this is blasphemy. This is please. Yeah, like, yeah, I love McDonald's, man. Yeah. So 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 the so the McDonald's is the sinful hellhole, right? No, I'm just talk about fast food, man. Stop saying McDonald's. Yeah, okay, I'll say just me's. <laughs> right, you have a big J, right? Is that what people call you? By the way, I imagine you got called yeah, J sometimes. Few people call me big yeah, J, especially imagine. when I was actually very big. Yeah, I wasn't like fat. Um, but um, I was saying that. Um, I see the the sin now is going to make me feel really good, whatever it is, right? Mm. Drinking, eating pork, zina, whatever, right? They're mm. all, I'm going to feel good. But then I ask myself, is this going to bring me closer or farther away from where I want to be when I die, right? Mm. And so that's like, when I tell myself that, it makes it easier. And then that's how you reprogram. And then over the years, it's just like, I, when I see alcohol, I don't even... Like consider even smoking, right? Some mm. it's controversial whether whether it's a sin or not. But even smoking, it's like I don't see the appeal. Um, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I mean, I think with smoking and and, and vaping, I think it, it's a debate whether it's a sin or not a sin. But I don't think it's a debate. There's an unhealthy habit. Yes. So exactly. Um, but yeah, interesting. Okay. But I think the term that you're, I mean, that's an interesting thing that you, you touched on, right? Is delayed gratification, right? And that applies yeah. to every area of your life, whether it's religion or it's health and fitness, or it's work, or it's investments, or it's relationships. I think sticking it out, right? Being consistent, doing the small stuff over and over and over again. I think relationship, whether you're married or you have kids or you have parents or whatever, business partners or friends, is that things are not always perfect. But can you ride it out? Yeah. Can you see, do you have vision? Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of us lack today is, is vision. Um, and it's one of the things that I think I appreciate a lot about my, uh, you know, my partner Sad is that he has vision and uh, imagination. I think we need more of that. But on delayed gratification, I think it's a really great point. On is this going to bring me closer or not to you know the place I want to be in yeah. the Akhirah? And I think a lot of people talk the talk, but Muhammad Ali, the the boxer, we all know him. He yeah. has this really interesting video or this quote where he says that every time I'm about to commit a sin, I have this lighter on me all the time and I sort of like burn myself, my my hand. Yeah. And, and just to remind myself that, you know, if I can't take this for longer for than a couple second, of seconds, yeah. then what's going to happen when... Yeah. But, you know, uh, on books, you ask me what books I read. I'll get back to delayed gratification on this point is I love reading investing books, right? And mm. one of my favorite writers is this guy called William Green. He was a, he's a financial writer. He used to be a financial writer for like Time Magazine and I think Forbes and these sort of, mag- these sort of publications. And since then, he's gone on to write a lot of books with leading investors like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and these guys. Mm. And he wrote a book that came out, I think, last year, the year before, 21, called uh, Richer, Wiser, Happier. It's one of the best books. I think books. I heard it. I think I heard about it. One of the best books of all time. Right, one of the best books of all time, Richer, Wiser, Happier. I recommend it to everybody. What he does is, he goes and he 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 spent a lot of time with these world class investors, uh, and he got to learn not just about their investing life, but also who they are as people and what makes them happy. Uh, and and if you're patient enough, you know you will get there. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of us, when it comes to investing, we're not educated enough, but the math is very simple. If you put your money every month, you know, it's 100 dinars, it's 200 dinars, it's 50 dinars, every single month on the same day, put your money in an ETF, in an index fund, mm-hmm. and just let it sit. 
right, for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Just don't touch it. Delete gratification. Stop thinking about the next stock that's going to blow up. Just put your money in that. Yeah. And the stock market, on average, grows by seven and a half to ten percent every year. Yeah. So let it compound. You know. Um, I think the same thing with health and fitness. If you can just do the small stuff over and over again over the long term, you meet those goals. But um, there's a there's a very interesting. Sorry, and I, I want to talk about this 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 topic on investing. There's this really interesting. Uh, this is a really interesting uh, book. There's these two investors. Actually, I think Richard Weiser Happier talks about it as well. So this guy called Nick Sleep and another guy called Qais uh, Zakaria. Uh, and the two of them were investment bankers. They were also, they're very close to Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. And these two guys set up a, an investment fund, uh, but they had a very interesting model. Instead of charging people the sta- industry standard industry standard of one percent to two percent um, of the value of the assets that they have, what they said is, "We will only charge you twenty percent of the profits we generate you if we generate you more than six percent." Mm. Right? And these guys had an annual. I think over they they ran this fund for about thirteen years between like 2005 to 2015 or something 2013 over these over this period of time they had a 920% return right and then at that at the end of that period i guess they had made enough money and they had enough money in all of these stocks and ETFs that they had traded in that they were making enough money off of the dividends alone and they felt like wow. okay we've we've done what we had to and they shut the fund they gave every you know the investors back their money investors were very happy and they said, you know, we've done what we what we had to, and it's time for us to focus on other things like philanthropy and charity and whatever. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about earlier about this podcasts and a lot of it is about money, it's a question I ask myself a lot. And I think a lot of people like you as well, there comes a point when money just doesn't buy happiness. Because mm-hmm. how many cars are you going to buy? How many yeah. trips are you going to take? How many watches are you going to buy? And finding happiness is something that I think is a bigger question for me than how do you make money? Yeah, I think um, I believe that there's a certain point that of happiness that money can buy, right? But after a certain limit or amount, it's just like, who cares? Um, the the I think for me, I just want to be wealthy enough to be comfortable. You know what I mean? Is there a figure? In Bahrain, probably three to four million BD. What's that about ten million dollars? Yeah, I think that's that's like that's like building generational wealth, not generational wealth, but like it will get you a decent house. That's probably going to be like half a mil. That's a decent house. Talking about like a, like a that's a very decent house. Yeah, it's a very, it's, but yeah, but you know the I house. I think you're being. Generous, my man. I am, I am. But I'm talking about the land and the house, right? So like the land, land nowadays depends. Like average would be like 180, 200K for land. Then you have to build, right? That's another 200. So, but I, I think the figure for me is three to four because um, I'm not going to have to work ever. Oh. I mean, it's the fixed term deposits at the moment with banks is what, 6%, five 6%. So... If you want to be making, I don't know, five thousand dinars a month, how much do you need to put in to make that kind of money? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, a figure, part. There's a part of it that, um, that I'm gonna invest. I maybe I want to start a company, 
you know, so. Get ready to lose your money for starting gonna, a company. That's why I'm going to have a safety net, right? <laughs> I Actually, I'm, I'll show you after the, 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 the episode. Um, I did have a savings. I call it a savings calculator, but it's more more, more so like an investing calculator um, where I have a, a plan of um, 20 years divided by months. So as so it's like first row in the Excel is, is month one, month two, et cetera, until we have to, uh, however many months it takes to make 20 years. Um, and it shows how much I'm investing every month and the return and then the starting investment for next month. So after I get the return, et cetera, I'm going to. What are you investing in? ETFs. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about it, right? Yeah, Which yeah, one yeah. are you investing in? VT.US. Vanguard, Vanguard Global. Yeah. Had it share your complaint? Uh, Did we have a discussion? I think we had this. I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> I want, I that's, why oh, that's why I was asking you that a few months ago about the new the other app you told me about. I, I think it's called Rasleed or something. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. Of so I, I want to shift away from that because I didn't know about that. But yeah, I mean, I have. Uh, I'd recommend. I mean, actually, it's not financial advice. I so don't get me later. But I'll just tell you what I'm doing. I'm going to cut that saying, out. I'm just saying what I'm doing <laughs> is the um, SPUS. That's the ticker SPUS. It's the Sharia compliant. Uh, uh, ETF fund for the S&P 500. So what it does is it takes the 500 largest companies in the U.S. stock market, filters out the non-Sharia compliant ones, and then leaves you with the Sharia compliant ones. And then it is there a global version of this? What if I don't want to just invest in the U.S. companies? Um, I'm, yes, there is the MSCI, uh, MSCI or something, which is the is a world, uh, uh, which is a world, is a global ETF. I think it still very heavily invests in the U.S., but there's some in Japan and Saudi. That's what VT.US is. I want I something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I was thinking about it too the other day. I think I'm too heavily invested in the U.S. stock market. I probably should diversify yeah. as well away from it. But yeah, 100%. I mean, I was asking, speaking to someone very knowledgeable a couple of days ago, and he was asking me, he was like, we're talking about investing in ETFs. And he said, do you invest? And I said, yes, do you? And he said, yeah, in ETFs. And I was like, oh, which one? And he said something. And I was like, is that your complaint? And he's like, is is that important to you? And I said, yeah. And he's like, does it really matter? And I was like, well, of course it does. I mean, he's like, money's money, right? And I was like, uh, he's like, well, look, if, you know, in his defense, he was like, if it makes you, you know, sleep better at night, then, you know, do you. And I'm like, yeah, it does. So you do you, my man. Yeah, no, um, but my investing strategy, well, it used to be because I stopped investing for a while because I got engaged. I'm getting married January, so I have to. Can't wait. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're invited, obviously. We're, I still send out the invites. So I know. Nobody, I love the ring, man. I love yeah, it. Thank you. I'm really, um, really happy for you. Thank you. So um, I, I paused investing. Um, I will soon, but my investing strategy is half my salary. Um, 40% goes to uh the etf wow mashallah and then 10 percent goes to like anything i feel courageous enough to invest in stocks whatever um crypto uh i think i'm very crypto heavy at the moment okay yeah i think i've invested which uh, ones i'm just into bitcoin man i don't bitcoin. believe we mind we mind bitcoin me like, and my brother yeah. do you yeah. okay nice we mind bitcoin so rob a house i know where to come it's not here it's a, it's in it's in another place can we do the next next podcast there? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I wanted to so real quick before I lose focus. Um, obviously, it's a conversation we can continue with, but I, I was curious if um, I went because Chat GPT wasn't a thing or wasn't a big thing since last episode, so I didn't talk about it much. Interestingly, I've asked it to ask you questions. 
I, I briefed it on what local BH is. And I said, you're a co-founder of local BH. What questions would you ask this guest? We want, let's see what they, what chat GPT wants to know from you. Let's see. Let me open the chat. You sure you're not just asking it right now? No. All right. This is, this, again, I don't think these questions are wow. Go on. <laughs> but this is what it wants to know. <laughs> Let's have it. Looking ahead, what are your aspirations for the future of local BH? How do you envision the platform growing and evolving in the coming years? Mm. I know you've uh, had a few accounts. I think you have one in Sharjah, I think, local oh, Sharjah. Sure. Where else? Yeah, I mean, we're looking to launch Riyadh in the next couple of weeks. It's yes. a great market for us. It's a us. good market. Um, but tell me in general, like I, I just brought that point, but in general, what do you, how do you envision the future? What does the future of local BH look like to you? So local fills a gap for the... Well, could you bring the mic a little bit or angle it a little bit um, that way? Yes. This there you go. Good. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, local fills a, you know, a gap in the market for, for young people about places to go, things to do. Um, and I think it does a really good job at that. And I think there's always things that we can do better, but, uh, we're very proud of what we've been able to achieve in the last three and a half years. Um, the breakdown of that number. So on Instagram, we have over a hundred thousand followers and we have about 102, 102,000 Thank you, sir. And about 85,000 readers on our website every month. And then, you know, TikTok has about 30,000 followers. And then we launched a similar platform in Sharjah and then Riyadh. And we want to be in, you know, 20 cities in the next couple of years um, in the region. Um, okay. So the breakdown of that demographic, the way to look at it is that, you know, there's about 1.6, 1.7 million people in Bahrain. How many of them speak English? You know, take as a primary language, you take out half of them. You're left with, say, about whatever that number is, 600, 700,000 people, how many of them are between the age of, say, you know, about 18 to 45, 18 to 50, and then... Take out another half. (laughs) So, yeah, you're talking about 400,000, 500,000 people. That's your target audience, and you have about 100,000 of them, you know, because the vast majority of our followers are from Bahrain or readers are from Bahrain. Uh, you're looking at about, you know, say about 20 to 30% of your um, target audience. Ter- our target audience yeah. sort of follows local BH. But there's also a good number of people that I found out recently don't follow local BH, but then go on the platform every couple of days to see what's happening. But they don't want to follow it because they want to clutter their social media, okay. which I sort of understand. They don't want to okay. clutter their feed, but, you know, they go on it because that's their primary. I think it's better to just make a dummy account and just follow and just switch between the account if you want to see. I mean, each to their own, but yeah. to, to each their own. But uh, but I mean, it, you know, whether they follow us or not, it's nice that local BH is the number one uh, source of information for a lot of young people in Bahrain. And that's the goal for us across the region wherever we we end up uh, launching but the local you see today is not what you're going to see in a couple of months there's a lot of new products we're going to add to it um um so yeah i mean stay tuned there's a lot of things that we're working on behind the scenes okay um and a lot of cool campaigns so long-term vision to answer chat gpt's question yes uh as to is to continue to scale up mm-hmm. but um you know uh, Local takes up a lot of our time and it's something we're very proud of, but we also have a fintech business. We also have a creative agency. We have sort of some other ventures that keep us busy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they're trying, to, trying to figure out. I mean, the industry is moving so quick, right? Chad GPT, like you rightly said, didn't exist six months ago or mm-hmm. a year ago. And it mm-hmm. does. And not such an, like, how crazy is that? You know, yeah. a year ago, it didn't exist. And here we are. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's important to to understand 
Um, there's a very interesting gentleman I met recently, and I'll introduce you to him as well at some point. He's a cybersecurity genius, this kid. And he happens to find himself in Bahrain. He's this German kid, very, very smart. And uh, he's super popular. He's consulted. He's been, I think, on Business Insider and like CNN and stuff. And he's a German kid, happens to find himself in Bahrain. And uh, when I was speaking to him, I was like, you know, how did you end up in cybersecurity or tech? And he was like, I asked, when I was a teenager, I was in school or something, I asked myself a question. Is uh, What's the old language? Latin. He's like, I was being taught Latin in school. Is is Latin going to be more important for me in the world in 10 years or is tech? And he's like, I I decided it was tech and I focused on that. So I think the goal is to understand, for me and my business partners, is what is going to be important for us? What do businesses need? What do people need in the next couple of years? And then, you know, jump in that opportunity and research it and try and build the best sort of possible product around it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to meet this German guy or kid. I will introduce yeah. him. He's a very, very cool guy. Very knowledgeable. It has some other questions. Do you, do you care? Go on, ask away, my man. Ask away. It's They're talking about something about how, I mean, because this is a long question. You know how chat GPT is. I'm trying to summarize okay, I'll it. ask you a question. Yeah, now. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Who's the most interesting person you've ever met? Who's the most interesting person I've ever yeah, met? Yeah, and it can't be your roommate. Daniel Hipschman. Is that their roommate? No. What do you mean roommate? The guy you met in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, he was my roommate though. The guy was in your roommate's friend or whatever. He was he was in the same hall. Yeah, that's the dude. Why why can't it be him? All right, go on then. <laughs> it's him. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he opened my mind to having meaningful conversations because I didn't have. And behind when you're growing up, it's mm-hmm. just very, it's very shallow, very superficial. So I wasn't used to it. Um, he so he opened. Sorry, I don't think that's a bad thing, bro. I think that's just when you're younger. No, even like to even people my age, I struggle to have these kind of conversations with them. It's not a jab at them. It's just the the way it is. You know, they want to play football and to tear, and tear their ACLs. And if you and if you, t- and if you ask them something a little bit serious, the the, the answer is like, why like, are you so serious, bro? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Want to play FIFA, etc. Which I get, right? But uh, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm looking me up. I found the next higher level, right? I'm above you now. It's not that. It's just, it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to just talk about sure. philosophy or whatever. I don't want. I don't like talking about politics, but some people love talking about politics. And then when they look down on me, it's like, why, why don't you have an opinion on uh, guns or whatever? Yeah, I was like, I don't care, right? Anyway, um, so I, I do dabble in politics, but I just, just, to, I was just making a point. That so he made me look into things with deep thought. He made me more introspective as a person. He um, taught me a lot about his beliefs, other people's beliefs. Um, he's homeschooled, so I didn't expect it from a homeschool person. Like all the homeschooled kids I met in, in my college, they had some sort of um, areas that they excel. And areas that they are lacking um, visibly, meaning social awkwardness, whatever. And I, it's just the way it is because when you're homeschool, you don't get to socialize with a lot of kids. But there are some programs that do that where every week you meet with the with the kids. Anyway, so I, I, when I met him, he's like, he told me he was homeschooled. I couldn't tell because this guy he excels uh, at social um, confrontations. He He's very, very intelligent. Him and his brother, all his family, they're just amazing people. So, yeah, I think it's him. 
There's a um I don't know about being homeschooled, but I definitely have some thoughts mm, unpopular maybe opinion on the way the education system is built. Mm. Um or the way it was when I was younger. I think my education today is not designed to keep up is not designed to yeah is not designed to prepare kids for what the world actually looks like i think all of this nonsense about chlorophyll and photosynthesis i mean how important is that to the average person yeah how important is that to you how important is that if you're going to be a biologist i get that mm-hmm. but so much is spent on like technical mathematical formulas and things that aren't how important is health and fitness to you is that is that is is like is photosynthesis more important to you than or are these you know like the, the organic formulas in chemistry or history morning? the history of america like, like why his, i get it is that is that is, is any of that more important than your health so we don't repeat it i guess that's you what know, they're going to say is no but like honestly is any of that more important than your health no yeah and and health is is meant to be this class that you have once a week for 45 minutes and it's it's a privilege mm. um yeah i just don't agree with the, the 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 education system i think it's it's outdated i think it was important maybe 50 years ago but I think it, it, it in in trying to maybe discipline kids, it has found a way to, uh, to restrict expression, mm. and which is why I mean here we are, twenty years later, everybody's fighting for the same four jobs because everybody grew up the same way, you know. Like um, people who excel are people who did things outside of school. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm a genius, you know. I'm not a great example at this. I can, I, you know, there's a lot of other, you know, people around me that did really, really well in life, and, and I'm, without going to specifics, but you know, I didn't, you know, when I when I finished school in my last year of school, A levels, whatever, I, I I did math and chemistry and biology, and I didn't like any of them. And I remember I was, you know, I'd get told off, and I just didn't enjoy it. Now, did that make me a stupid kid? No, you know, but I picked law and I studied law. Okay, it wasn't Harvard, but I went to an okay law school and I graduated top of my class. And then I did the New York bar as a foreign educated student. And I passed the first time. I got a little bit fortunate. I got very fortunate. But, you know, does, does how did school prepare me for any of that or for any of what I've actually ended up doing? And where's the focus on interpersonal skills and entrepreneurship or finance? Or, or personal finance yeah. or health and fitness or relationship with your parents or the relationship with the world around you or public speaking or writing or any of the things that actually matter or technology. Come on, man. Like yeah. we're going to talk about photosynthesis. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the mitochondria. Mitochondria is yeah. the powerhouse. The cell, yeah. And then uh, the, the, the Pythagorean theorem. Like, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think, I think slowly we're shifting away from that the problem is the system is so deeply rooted in society that it's hard to like say hey guys we're gonna stop school and 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 you 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 do on-demand learning so if you want to be a chef you can go to udemy or you can go to courses and be a chef or culinary school if you want to learn how to be a content creator there's a bunch of courses out there so i think um 
I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I, sorry, I, I was just going to say, granted, I think schools are doing a better job or are trying to do a better job now. I think, I mean, we work with a lot of schools and I see them and I see the things that they're focusing on and kids are just so much smarter than than they, than they we used to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about my own personal experience yeah, about, yeah. about education. So on the point on, on homeschooling, but, you know, I just went yeah, down no, a little bit. I think, see, the, there are fundamental things that we need to know, right? You need to know how to multiply and divide. Sure. You need to know um grammar you need to know certain things that are fundamental that will be that you won't notice or you won't know that this is because you went to school right it's so subconscious but it is because you learned it in school and you never and you take it for granted but there are things that as you as you get older it's like yeah um i i I see the the deficiency in schools um, obviously there's things, other things that teaches you, right? How to socialize, whatever with other people. Was that, was that me or? No, that's not my Apple Watch oh, okay. saying, yo, it's time of bed, bro. Uh, what time? What time is it? Nine? It's 10. It's 10? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Past your bedtime? No, 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 not at all. But, um, yeah, no, homeschooling, I think is interesting. I would like to do it if I could, but we don't have any good support for that here. Um, let's see. I wanted to. I, I prepared this segment. I've never done this before, but I've seen mm. I see it a lot with 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 influencers. Guinea pig. What do you mean? I'm your guinea pig. Okay. You know Gary V, right? Of course. So he does this un- overrated, underrated. All right. And that's what I want to do with you. So, um, for the viewer, I'm just gonna say some top. I'm gonna mention a name of a topic or a trend, and he, uh, Ali here would have to tell us. If he thinks it's overrated or underrated or properly rated. All right, JJ, let's do it. All right, cryptocurrency. I don't know enough about it. You said you invest a lot in crypto. I invest in Bitcoin. Okay. Because I believe Bitcoin has value. Okay. And so it's properly rated. Bitcoin is Bitcoin. Yeah, I think it's it's rated. Yeah. I, okay. The rest of the garbage, I don't know. Okay. Influencer marketing. I'm in an industry, so I have to I have to say rated. <laughs> Good answer. Plant-based diets. Oh, I've been on one. I went fully vegan for six weeks last year. Actually, it wasn't as bad as you think it might be. We had a discussion. I doubt we? that, but okay. <laughs> Especially uh, for me. Uh, uh, I went the opposite. I did a carnivore diet. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, I think it's rated. I'm not going to say over or under. I'm just going to say it's rated appropriately. Okay, virtual reality, VR. Overrated. Overrated. Granted, I've never done it. Okay, Netflix. At the moment, it's pretty uh, overrated. Okay. Disney Plus. Remote work culture. Ooh, you're asking the wrong guy. You, you go to Starbucks. are asking the, on a Saturday. That's okay. a weekend. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Um... Yeah, look, I mean, as a business owner, that's a tricky one, right? Because I understand the charm of having flexible working hours and coming whenever you want to come and going whenever you want to go. But I also feel like um, people can also take advantage of that. Uh, I think it does impact culture. I think flexibility and working from home within within st- a structure is okay. I think maybe like a day here and there, but every single day, I think that's tricky. Okay. So you would say overrated. Yeah. TikTok. I know I'm in the creative space, so I should say I I know enough about it. But on a personal level, I'm not on TikTok. I just feel like 
I don't have enough time as it is and yeah. to spend it on a social media app that's that addictive would be yeah, I don't like harmful TikTok. for me maybe. Uh, I all my social 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 media energy goes to Instagram. TikTok. Sorry, Twitter. And Instagram. Do you use Twitter? Twitter? I love Twitter. I'm oh, never going to call it X. X I can go Twitter. do one. I, I think Dude, Twitter is, is like... Hell on earth. I love Twitter. It depends what Twitter you're on, by the way. There's all like different kinds of Twitter. See, I'll I'm find... I'm on football Twitter, so... I'll find idiots in any place in Twitter, on Twitter. <laughs> Whether if I'm... They're in, pretty toxic as well. If I'm in the most positive... P- pages i'm yeah. just gonna find an idiot and who's who's tweeting something is gonna piss me off and i'm gonna write a whole essay no nah, i'm just on football twitter okay four day work weeks i will judge you for this one on you know what one. as a startup i feel like even five days doesn't get you enough work done so it doesn't so four days would just be like you may as well shut down the business <laughs> you really think that i mm. think as a startup yeah as a startup as i a mean startup. I, I think when you're working for a, like a big four or a bank or whatever i think you can maybe perhaps get away with it but i don't know as a startup i doubt it okay so would you say it's overrated for I mean, start, I don't it's overrated for startups but let's say let's say we live in a world where you could do it, even for startups. Yeah, I mean, I think in an ideal world, if you can get everything done and you can meet your goals as a business and as individuals within in four days, then yeah, by all means, do it. Because my philo- my my thinking is, you work all all week, like five days. Yeah, you're done Thursday. You're tired, right? so yeah. you can't do much. You're just uh, I'm done. So and then Friday is like you start to recharge. So you do some things, and Saturday is like you're you're full. But then tomorrow's work. So you can't do much. I think one extra day is really going to matter. Okay. Esports and competitive video gaming. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't get it. Okay, I, you don't get I, it. I, I'm, I'm not going to say overrated or underrated. I'm just saying personally, I don't get it. I don't, I have a lot of good friends that are competitive, you know, esports players. And yeah, Hamza um, playing Warzone. No, I was thinking of Hamza, but yeah, I guess Hamza as well. <laughs> but... As a sport, like I, I don't get the idea of watching people on Twitch or these other platforms. I've never done it. I've never ever done it. Well, that's kind of different. I mean, because Twitch is like you're watching another person play a video game casually, right? But then there's there's subcategory of games that are made to be competitive, like meaning it's it's a player versus player. Because you have video games where it's like a story games, like you just go and do a, do a do a mission and you have a story, right? But there are games that are made. Um, that's like like chess, like it's competitive. Meaning the, the the game starts from scratch. You have a team or a person against another team or a person, and they face off. And and if it's a shooting game, if it's a strategy game, whatever it is. I mean, I think if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. Yeah, sure. Rated okay. appropriately. Okay. Apple's headset. Did you see there? Um, I have. Yes. What do you think? Overpriced. But technology. What do you think? underrated overrated i'm just not a very techie guy so like a headphone's a headphone for me like airpods are as good as it gets for me man well i'm talking about the oh you mean the vr set The vr set yeah not the head well i haven't used them so i wouldn't know i think if 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 they can do what they're advertising i think it's gonna be sick especially especially if you're on a flight because i saw that um where you (laughs) i know you're gonna look weird in the flight right but if you can just cancel everything out around you and you're just like in, in an infinite ocean around and you're just like watching a movie in the middle of it it's like it's kind of sick for long flights i mean i mean i think look apple never create anything uh i'm trying to find a the nice way of putting this they never create a product that's uh not going to do well 
Yeah, I expect it's it to. Yeah, it's, it's a cult. It's, it's like a it's like cult and a half, man. It's like Taylor Swift, right? She's never gonna make a bad song to Taylor Swift fans. They're gonna love everything she puts out. Mm, someone's a hater. I'm not a hater. Can you I, sing I, a Taylor Swift song? I know a, a Which couple. One? Um, bad Blood uh, with <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Um, Lavender, oh my God, I don't listen to Taylor Swift. Lavender Haze. I don't an, know. <laughs> Antihero. What? Snow on the Beach. Dude, that's four songs more than I know. What is that? All right, I have a question for you then. Who is the most interesting person you've ever met? And you're not allowed to say sad. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say sad? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I have a couple of people that I've met that are very interesting. I think I was actually, while I was taking a leak, I was going to ask you as well about people that are... Um, that have played a part in your life or influences. I think my closest uh, people that I find, uh, I take my influence very seriously, right? And I and I thought I I really really believe that you are a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. I think if you are the way you are, and you're a decent kid, and you're charming, and you're nice, and you're ambitious, and that's not just because you're born that way. You happen to be in an environment that encouraged that. Yes. So I understand that. If you're in an environment long enough, you become that. So I make a conscious effort to surround myself with the people that I'm inspired by, by people that I enjoy being around, people that are positive influences in my life. And actually, you know, there's this one of the, this other investor who worked very closely with Warren Buffett. There's this gentleman called uh, Moynish Pebrai. And what he says is whenever he meets someone for the first time, he asks himself this question after that meeting is, you know, is a relationship with this person going to make me better or worse? And he's like, if that question, if that answer is better, then I and I go on to pursue a relationship with this person and build a friendship. And if it's no, then, you know, I get I cut them out of my life immediately. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to do this that literally, but it is something that's at the back of my mind. So to answer your question on most interesting people, I think Sad's a great influence. I think it's a very, very interesting. We need guy. to have him on, you know, like we need to do a three man podcast. And have sad. I I've been asking for him to get on for since the beginning of this podcast. You know, I have a question, but I will get back to my question. But continue. Okay. Uh, Sad's a great influence. Yeah. I think he's a very interesting guy. Uh, another great influence on me is another uh, older gentleman called uh, uh, Rad, uh, who is a uh, so Rad and Sad. Rad and Sad. <laughs> uh, and uh, my coach Mo is a really great influence. Hamza is a great influence. Um, the most interesting person I've ever met. It's obviously me. I'm kidding. You're <laughs> definitely very interesting. You're one of my more favorite people at the moment. At the moment. I hope that lasts. I hope so. I hope you're a part of my life, man. Uh, the most interesting person I've ever met. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't narrow it down to, to one person. I am inspired by, by people and, and, you know what I try to do, and something I'm trying to get better at, uh, and you'll notice that I say this a lot, I'm trying to get better at it because there's things that I'm still discovering, but I'm trying to see the best in people and trying to learn from them, whether someone is good at you know health and fitness and someone's good at business, someone good at, is good at their discipline. or I try to get the best out of everything. Um, yeah, okay. I don't have an answer of the best person, but I've given you a couple. Of- okay. Now I have a question. I have a personal gripe with local BH. Oh, man. Okay. There was this post not too long ago talking about the most interesting podcasts <laughs> that are local. Let me cut you off right there. 
content is run independently, mm. right? Content has nothing to do with me and Saad. Mm-hmm. Content that is run independently, there's a content team that does their thing. Very often, content gets posted and I find out about it after it's been posted when someone shares it with me. So mm-hmm. very often, I'm a viewer myself. Okay. With those pieces of content, with you know, best this and best that, the vast majority of it is user-generated. So what we need to do is just make sure that this is pushed out a little bit more. So who who so who is handling that? Who who's beef? Who do I need to start beef with in local beef? You don't have to start beef with anyone, my man. I want it to. Just, we just. I'm sad. <laughs> I was I was it was like oh local beach you know I hosted one of the partners business partners of local beach Hamza I was like mm. I'm kidding I'm not actually yeah. um, <laughs> that's user generated so I mean look a few a few weeks ago um, there was this list of best coaches in Bahrain best personal trainers and my trainer my coach happened to be the first one on that list and it had nothing to do with me I wasn't even in Bahrain. Right, I found out. Do you guys believe that? Do you guys buy that? One hundred percent. Hundred percent. It is user generated. I found out about it when he put it in a group. There's a group of us that train with him, and he's like, "Oh, guys, guess who's number one?" And I'm and I was traveling. I didn't even Mm. know my phone was off that whole weekend, and uh, I clicked on. I'm like, "Yeah, that's local beach," and he's on. I'm like, "Wait, what?" And uh, it had nothing to do with me. They the team put out a, a a poll, and people voted, and they just. Yes, All right, so I'm gonna go back and look at that post where you asked for the the um your who who's people's favorite podcast, and I'll see how many how many votes I got in comparison. The All team right. does a very fair job, I so believe. We'll, in so we'll see. I, I, you we're, know, I'm, I'm gonna audit you right now. We're very fair. I'm gonna audit local. Beach. All right, I thought this was gonna be a friendly chat, man. This is getting a bit violent. This yeah. one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um. I was going to go back to uh, a point you brought up. Let me remember real quick because we were talking about the most yeah. interesting person and you brought up that uh, guy who knows Warren Buffett or, or worked with him. And he said that I, when I, after I meet a person, do I think this person going to add value or not to my life? I I can see that. Like I think it's good. Like, you know, it's, it's, it reminds me of if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room kind of thing, right? But I also, it's like, there are times where it, 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 to me, that kind of has like a transactional view, transactional relationships. How can this person help me benefit me? It's, it's a, it's a, a little bit self-centered. It's not always bad, right? Cause sometimes you need that, but I feel like what if I'm the one who's adding value to the other person? I think when you, am I wasting say- my time? I I think there's an that's an interesting way of looking at it, but I don't necessarily think I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt, and I don't necessarily me think he meant is this person going to be of value to me? Is this going to be a relationship that in general two way is it is in general is this relationship mm. going to be good for me or not? I think there's a lot of value to being good to someone and being able to add value in their lives. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he necessarily meant that, but I think what he tried to what he meant or what I'm taking out of that 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 story is is this person good for me or not? And it doesn't mean that this person's gonna be able to teach me something or give me money or whatever. Is this this person generally good for me or not? Okay. Uh, I mean hypothetically speaking, you might not be able to teach me something I don't already know. Mm-hmm. But does this mean that you're not a, a good relationship for me? No, not at all. There's a lot of value that you add to my life in other ways. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Fair. I was going to ask, this is a completely different topic. I was going to ask, what's something that you bought recently that you think is like, it was a good purchase? Hmm. 
There's a couple. There's a couple of things. I think. Um, I try to. I try to. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> there's <laughs> totally. a couple, man. Uh, I was fortunate to get to the World Cup final, so I think I was. I was happy to. Yeah. Be there. I think that was a once in a lifetime. What? what which match did you watch, or did you watch a bunch? The final. The, oh, sorry. They said the final. Oops. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking of as well. when, when you said when you said the final. I'm thinking of the actual World Cup. The World Cup. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, I watched a couple of group stage games, yeah. but I also watched, watched the final. So who was it? Who played? Uh, it's Argentina and France. Oh yeah, Argentina won. Yeah, yeah. Argentina won. And the, uh, Mbappe like scored like three goals, right? Yeah, man, he still lost. Yeah. yeah what a loser. Lost. He didn't. He get offered like a crap ton of money to go to Saudi, and he said no. I don't know how much of that is true, man. I think it was I like seven hundred and. I don't know how much of that is true. I feel like, you know where I got that source? Local PS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is gonna backfire big time. No, I mean, I think no, I think. Look, what local local BH is not a news agency. Yeah, right? yeah. we don't claim to be one. We're just talking about what is out there. Yeah, and yeah. I'm saying that local BH may have said that this is in the news. Mm. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't I saw that. I saw it in other places. I'm yeah, pu- no, I'm sure. Pu- I mean, puberty, I've, rap. They've blown up too, right? Puberty's blown up. Yeah, I mean, I was always been big. I think it's a lot bigger now than it used to be. But uh, I mean, just to address local BH, I think local BH talks about what is trending, not necessarily that you know confirmed confirms that this yeah. is the news because Could we're be not rumors, we're, we're not yeah. a news agency. It just says local BH is really good at that. By the way, we're very good at saying, hey, this is happening out there. You know, the press in this country is talking about this, not that this is happening. Um, and we're very careful about the way we phrase things, but um, but yeah, I also feel like uh, you know the the the, the this constant uh, obsession with uh, these football players uh, moving to these countries. Mm. It used to be, you know, um, it's Saudi at the moment, but a couple of years ago it was. I mean, there have been so many countries that have come and gone um, in these sort of stories, but very often uh, it's just the hype that uh, is in the build-up to these players getting, um, you know, getting the move. But once they actually get there, okay. I don't think they're able to really make the kind of impact that people feel like they could. All right, who's your favorite player? Football. Ooh. Did you ask me about my favorite purchase? How do we end up here? Yeah, I asked you what what's something you bought recently that you thought it was worth, and you told me the football. No, I, the I was just saying there's up. a couple. There's a couple that I there, that I got. Um, I think um, I got a pair of Valentino sneakers that I wanted when I was younger. So I do this a lot. Like I try to do this as much as I can. Things that I wanted when I was younger, you get I, them. I try and get them now, and just to see how I feel. So I got a couple of Valentino sneakers, which I really, really like. Uh, but I think it have to be a Rolex. This is my first Rolex. I want to get one. This is my first Rolex. I was actually fortunate to get it with Hamza. Um, oh, that was recent. That was, I was, was man, a year, year ago? No, it was earlier this year. It was earlier this year. Yeah, he told me. He told me. Yeah. You got a Rolex. We had a conversation. And yeah. I want to get one. Which one did you get? <laughs> the on. blue one. <laughs> Come on. You don't know the name of it? Uh, yeah, the Datejust. It's a good start. It's a good place to start. Yeah, I want a Daytona. Yeah, I mean, I think we all do, don't we? Yeah. The, no, it's a good entry level watch. Um, and if you're trying to get into the space, um, my fiance got just, me an entry level watch that I really liked. Did she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's, one? It's 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 not Rolex. Omega. Um, no, 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 no. But it's a it's a it's an entry level to to the world of watches. Mm. It's a uh, Tissot 
PRX 80. What's the dial color? Uh, blue. Oh, that's nice. Tisa is nice. I like yeah. Tisa green. The green dials are really nice. See, the, the, the quartz movement dial, the green one is good, but the automatic is it didn't look good the green the blue looked looked better yeah no the the, the t is a good is a good brand but um yeah i recently got into sort of watches and um uh, i it's uh it's it's it can be an unhealthy obsession i think because i got really obsessed with it it's one of those obsessions where even if you do buy them as especially if they don't have diamonds or anything on them that they're, they're just going to go up in price like i mean i think investment. it depends which one right like if you're doing rolex or ap or yeah. philip like the the known take yeah boys. Um, another one that I really, really, really like is the Cartier Santos. It's like this real square type of dial, really, really classic. Uh, but yeah, I think Rolex is a good purchase. I think it it's one of those things that when you get it, you're like, okay, I, I think I've, I don't know if you've made it, but it makes you definitely feel like you're, yeah, you're like something. a hot shot. I don't know about hot shot. The thing <laughs> is, you know, just more on that point on, is it ever enough, right? Because at some point you're like, hey, you know, maybe if I get these pair of new, uh, you know, Nike sneakers, I've sort of made it. And then you were like, no, it needs to be, you know, I don't know, on runs, on running. And then it's uh, Gucci. And then you get to Valentino's and then you get to, and then it's it's just, it never sort of ends, right? I, I think when I was younger, if you said, hey, you'd have a Rolex that you'd be able to buy. I mean, to a lot of people, it's not, it's nothing because they've grown up with it. For a lot of people, it's not. But um, if someone said to me, hey, you'd buy a Rolex, I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. Then you get the Rolex and you're like, yeah, that's the cheapest Rolex. I, should, I need to get the, the next, next one, one, the next one, and the that's next one. That's how they one. get you. Yeah. That's how they get you. Um, there's you know, there's a, it's a story that I have to share, and it's okay. one of my favorite stories. Uh, it's another one of my favorite books called Psychology of Money. You really like your money books. My money books? <laughs> but no, not necessarily the the aspect of money, not, yeah. the, not the money itself, but the yeah. process and the thought behind it. Because I think if you're smart enough to make the right decisions to get you that sort of, that kind of money and that kind of, I don't know, it's not money, it's the financial independence. I think you have the discipline and you have the imagination that a lot of people don't. I There's mean, one important component that we we have to mention. Generational wealth? No, no. Especially since we're both religious. It's also God. I don't like to... There's obviously a, you a part you play, right? When it comes to the money you earn, right? You your your um, consistency, your passion, your the decisions you make, but the, a huge element is also God giving you these things. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no, for sure. But what I mean is that you know, yeah, you know, I make I don't know. Let's say I make uh, five hundred dinars. Yeah. Now, what I choose to do with that five hundred dinars, yeah, you know, and what you choose to do with your five hundred dinars. Very different. Yes. Now, Ten years from now, yes, circumstances. I might have needs. You might not have those needs. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But all things, can, you know, same. Yeah. All things being the same, what decisions are you making with yours, and what yeah. decisions am I making with mine? Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a story around that. Mm. On when is it really enough, and it sort of ties back into Rolexes and watches and mm-hmm. spendings and whatever. So there's this guy. Um, just that the book is called Psychology of Money, but then again, a lot of these investing books are not necessarily about how do you get rich. It's okay, what happens next, or what was that process like? Mm. Uh, and I think the word rich is, I think, is is overused, but I think just being successful in general. Um, I think that's a philosophical debate that we'll get into a little bit. But <laughs> but on this point specifically, there's this there's this guy who was. Um, I hope that the story is not wrong, but the gist of it is right. 
there's this gentleman who was born in sort of the slums of India somewhere, uh, one of the poorest places in that city. The guy, I think, was an orphan, grew up literally on the slums, begging and stealing and, you know, struggling his way through life. Mm. And I was an orphan on, on, on the slums of on the streets of India. How, like, you know, how, what do you think I've that life that was like? Uh, it's not Slumdog Millionaire, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> So this guy, by by you know somehow some you know some some sort of a stroke of luck, found himself in the U.S. and he went to school and he got educated and he came out and he worked his way to the top. And I think at some point he became the managing director of I think Bain or Boston or one of these sort of large consulting companies. Mm-hmm. And then, as luck would have it, he found himself on the board of Goldman Sachs. Okay. Right. What are the odds on that? What are the odds of anyone coming from the slums and go and being on the board? Just of being Goldman on the board Sachs. of Goldman Sachs, yeah. the largest investment, one of the largest yeah. investment company banks in the world. Yeah. Now, what are the odds of someone being a an orphan in India making his way to that? Like the zero point zero 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 one percent. Yeah. The guy was worth maybe half a billion dollars. Half a billion. That's five hundred yeah. million. That's, that's five hundred times. Like, that's a lot of money. What? Well, that's money that you know you can't spend. Yeah. So, but he was on the same board as billionaires and, you know, multi-billionaires. Uh, so to them, he was broke. Um, one thing led to another. This is the 2008 financial crisis. I think the crisis happened. The Goldman Sachs needed to get bailed out. And then Warren Buffett, I think, agreed to the bailout. And I think he was on a privileged call where he got access to some information about the stock price off the bank going up, something along those lines. I'm not sure exactly of the details, but the gist of it you'll get. I sort of made this call to one person. One thing led to another. The guy got called, uh, that got caught for insider, insider trading. trading. Insider trading. He lost everything he had. Prison. And, and he went to prison. And then the guy was worth half a billion dollars, but that wasn't enough to not make enough. him happy. He just didn't understand the position he was in. And that was never. The point of that story is that, you know, when you're playing football, you're playing basketball, whatever, you know, the average basketball player is making about $400,000, dollars mm. But then there's another, you know, teammate of his that's making, you know, 10 times that at $5 million a year. There's someone else on that like team, LeBron. like LeBron James yeah. is making $50 million a year. But then 50, LeBron James looks at the owner of the the, 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 the team and says, oh, that guy is making $5 billion. And it never really, really ends. He, you know, sorry to interrupt you, but you know, he even posted on Twitter about the Mbappe thing. Yeah, he did, thing, right? Yeah. So, so, so it never sort of ends. Um and I think that's coming back to our story on Rolexes and purchases and cars is that when does it really end? Yeah. You know, I think like the goal, a goal you mentioned at the start of this podcast is I want to have $10 million or three and a half, four yeah. million dinars. Mm. No, I don't, I, it's, it's safe. So I, I hope and I pray and, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm fairly confident you're going to get there inshallah at some point in your life. Yeah. But I'm also very sure that when you get to that point in your life, you're going to be like, I, I need something. More. I need one more. See, um, uh, that's a good point, and and that's that's just human the human psyche, right? We just want the next thing. We take something, pick it up, throw it down. Ten minutes later, um, I think. See, the 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 way I think about getting stuff for myself, I never do. Ever since I was a kid, you know, I never ask anybody I know, especially my family. I don't get stuff for myself. I get stuff for other people for their birthdays, or whatever. But I don't buy things for myself, and I and I hate, even though I have the purchasing power to get something, right? Like Jay Z said, if if you can't buy something twice, you, you can't afford it, right? There's things that I can definitely afford, um, but I just don't get myself the thing because I just feel like I'm wasting the money. 
like I, it's becoming to the point where I call my, I don't like it, but I, I, I'm becoming more frugal. Do you feel like you're better at giving than taking? Yeah. 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 High five. Me too. Yeah. It's just, I'm it's just so much I better just, at take at giving than taking. Yeah. I feel like, like I have a difficult time sometimes even asking someone for a glass of water because I feel like they're doing me a favor and I can't pay that back yeah. and I have to pay them back like right <laughs> yeah. then. Like the recent thing I started getting myself was was fragrances, right? I mean, I think you did. Uh, I think you're collecting for yeah, yeah. Gen- I mean, generations. Yeah. I, um. And the guy has about a hundred bottles. <laughs> yeah, maybe like thirty. Um. But I stopped right because I feel like it, it's getting to the point where when's enough right I'm, i got to the point where ah i have this one new fragrance that came out that has a, it's like i have a fragrance that smells like it but this has a different scent like a different um note in it that mine doesn't have that I really want right it gets to that point where and and one of the this is going to sound funny to people who, who are in the fragrance community if you are i mean there's very little of us but there's a guy called there's very little of us that smell good <laughs> no very little of us that are into like fragrances about releases and stuff like i mean like we Middle Easterners, especially, we love getting buying a fragrance or two, right? But people who are into like the community and who have a Fragrantica account—that's like a what website where you um, there's forums and stuff. Or if you watch YouTube, you know a bunch of like. And there's a guy called Jeremy Fragrances, and you'll see him on TikTok. He's he's the biggest like influencer. Um, he's sometimes he's crazy, like he's he just goes out of on on rants. But there's one um, video where he says, um. You need to, he, in the middle of the video, right? He's just talking about the fragrances as my top 10 sexy men's fragrances for the summer, right? In the middle of that video, or something like that. But in the middle of that video, he just stops. And he looks in the camera. He's like, you know, if you're watching this video and you're, you're, have, you have the privilege to watch a video about fragrances, right? And deciding what fragrance you want to buy, just know you're in a good place. And there are a lot of people out there that don't have that privilege. Subhanallah. And it's just to me, it's like, wow. Like, you know. Do you need that, man. You need to hear that everyone's doing. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's like, take a moment and just like realize that you're watching a guy on YouTube talking to you about fragrances. Like, like things that you spray on your body. Like some people are are struggling to, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't like that. What about is in like, what about people in, in, in Africa? But like, it's just, it's just made, like open my eyes. Yeah, that's a really way of looking at things, man. Yeah. That's a wise way of looking at things. Yeah. So uh, the way I think about things, and when I want to have these purchases, a Rolex or whatever, which I do want to, inshallah, I'll be able to. Inshallah. I want them to be a milestone thing. You know, this this reminds me of that time of my life, rather than the object itself. Does that make sense? Like for instance, the I got the watch from my fiance on my birthday. Like that reminds me, I will never forget that watch. It's the first uh, luxury watch I've ever owned, right? It didn't come from me; it came from someone that really matters to me. It's like oh, so when I, every time I wear this watch, I remember her. Then if I get a Rolex, it reminds me of this conversation. Oh, it reminds me of the time we talked with the podcast with Ali, and we talked about so much, so many things about life, right? Or um, it reminds me of 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 getting to a point where I can buy this. It's just, I made it moment, right? That's what this watch reminds me of. But the next one could be like a, a thing where I don't want it to be where I'm looking at the watch, I'm looking at the releases of the watches and I like, oh, need to get the next one, the next one, the next one. I want it to be like, hmm. You want it to mean something. I want it to mean something. There's a, there's a rap song where this guy says, every diamond on my chain, yeah, that's a milestone, right? Is that Drake? That's not logic. Um, he says, every diamond on my chain, yeah, that's a milestone. It's a double entendre because it's literally a stone, right? But it's like, 
every diamond on my chain that's a milestone like i've sort of something oh. i've done right stone is a milestone yeah yeah stone nice. yeah so that's so nice. so that's that's the way i want to think about things that's why i don't buy things for myself if i don't really need it which most of the things you don't other than shelter food and water there's nothing more that you need right but if i don't really need it i just put the money away invest it or just keep it for emergencies which is, you know, I need to no, shift that mentality. I, a I don't, I, I think fun. you should, I think you should, there's, everyone has different definitions of fun, right? A lot of people go clubbing because it's fun for them. A lot of people eat at like, I don't know, junk because it's fun. What is fun for you? Maybe that's just who you are. And I think, I think that's sort of, we had that discussion earlier. And I think me and you have that in common where we sometimes feel like outsiders because we have interests that might not align with what people our age are into, yeah. but that's just what makes us happy now. I personally don't like noise. I don't like sensory overload. I don't yeah. like loud things. I don't like a lot of light. I don't, that's just who I am. Now, do I have to change for the world? I think it's important to be flexible here and there. But mm. for the most part, I would rather on a Thursday night or on a Friday night, I'd rather stay at home. Yeah. You know, McDonald's, Pinkberry. McBurger. McBurger. <laughs> some Pinkberry, chocolate hazelnut, right? And Netflix and lights are, are off and, chill and that's just me yeah. like i like that you know but um but on on your point about about having purchases that remind you of a moment that are milestones i think i think that's it's important to be aware of the fact that you're in a position to I think the fact that you're even having a discussion about rolex puts you in the like top five percent of the world mm-hmm you know, um, the fact that you're even thinking about it, even mm. if you don't get it, the fact that you can even afford it. Mm. So, so yeah, man. Alhamdulillah. 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 At the end. Um, and then what, what makes you happy? Yeah. What, what makes you happy? You know, mm. and I think that's the question that I'm going to take away from this podcast is. You want me to answer that question or is that a rhetorical question? Uh, it was rhetorical, but I think okay. if you have an answer for it, I'd love to hear it. What makes me happy? I asked that. I asked that question myself a lot, especially yeah. over the last year. I've asked, especially post COVID, because COVID put a lot of things in perspective, right? And I'm trying to figure out what makes me happy. Who, who, who am Camaraderie I? makes me happy. Yeah, camaraderie makes me happy. I like being surrounded with people that I have a, have quality time with. Nice. That makes me happy. Um. I need to differentiate between what brings me pleasure and what makes me happy, right? Because I feel like what make, what gives me pleasure is not the same as what makes me happy. It's temporary. Pleasure I, is temporary, right? If I play video games, right? That's pleasure. But when I play with friends and having quality time with them, that makes me happy. So it's not mutually exclusive. Like it, it can play into each other. But uh, What's your answer for both? I think... Ha- happy more than pleasure right now happiness obviously is more important yeah to me at least um so quality time quality time camaraderie yeah yeah work see with work it's like i'm happy that i'm in a position that i can alhamdulillah i can work and have a stable income but does it make me happy sometimes depends on the project depends on what i'm doing so it's it's Mm. Yeah. yeah. See, it's a question that makes you think, right? Yeah, definitely. It's a question that doesn't that you you know a lot of you meet a lot of people and they're like, oh yeah, I have this and I figured out life and I did this and I did that, 
And you're like, okay, what makes you happy? And everyone just sort of goes blank. And they they're go like, blank, yeah. yeah, I mean, I got that car. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. It made you, it gave you something. Yeah. Are you happy? What makes you happy? Yeah. It's such an Anas Bukhash kind of question, yeah. right? Like the, the, the YouTuber guy. But it's such a, I think, I mean, more so me. I don't know. Maybe it's just a me thing. But I, I ask myself this question a lot. What makes me happy? What I've done is I've tried to figure out, I think over the last year or so, I've had a lot of, time to reflect and there's a couple of things that I've narrowed down pillars that I that are core um, and you know number one is Dean mm-hmm. family health and fitness uh, business and uh, experiences or friends you know sort of like in the same sort of I uh, think we have category. we share the exact same except right? for business or I mean yeah. or career whatever you want to call it uh, and for me uh, I, I I think there's a sixth one that I've I've realized now I need is self growth right or just personal growth. So Dean is obviously Dean. There's so much about our Dean that we don't know about, and uh, to a lot of people, it's such a boring topic. But uh, I think I've gotten curious about it over the years. Um, so Dean, 100, percent not just you know praying five times a day, but also there's. A lot layers, of wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's layers. There's mm-hmm. a lot of wisdom to living life the way you know your dean tells you to. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about it from an akhlaq point of view, the way you treat your friends and your colleagues and your family and your employees and your husband and your wife and you know just just everything. There's uh, there's so much in our dean that we're tra- we still don't know about that we're not taught because we're taught to pray five times a day and that's really it. Uh, and there's an interesting I think podcast I was listening to about you know we what what stops you from having a relationship with God? You know, um, why can't you just sometimes sort of like sit and talk to God on your own You can talk to a friend? Why can't you talk to the, your creator? Yeah. So Dean, number one, number two, family, family, I think family is super important. Yeah. And I think you sort of take these things for granted when you're younger, but then you grow older and your, your parents become important and your siblings become important and your cousins and so on. Um, Third was health and fitness. I think I've we talked about it a few yeah. times. I think you've been on that journey as well. Yeah, it's health and fitness is so good because it's um, it creates a positive headspace for you. Because mm-hmm. when I when I work out, I feel clarity. When people and this is this used to be a thing before my injury when I work when I went to the gym. When somebody has a complex complex issue they want to talk to me about, I tell them wait until eight o'clock because I go to the gym at seven. I go to the gym at seven. I start working out and everything I zone out. Everybody around me, I zone and I just think about it while I'm lifting. And then after that, I send a voice note that's out of breath. <laughs> I tell them, This is my opinion about this. this is what I thought about it. So it's like it gives me clarity and it's like a positive feedback loop, right? With gym. Mm-hmm. If once once I go to the gym and I feel healthy, because I feel healthy, I want to gym again. And when I gym, I get healthier. And then it's just and it makes me feel better mentally, right? So it's just like a it just it's just cyclical. It just feeds onto itself. So it's I think it's it's a really good catalyst for fixing other areas in your absolutely, life. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we're not taught to take it as seriously as we should. Yeah. And um, I have a lot of respect for people that have achieved athletic goals because I think it's one of those things that you are not given; it's earned. Yeah. Right. And I think to a certain extent, maybe career and money and these are things you can sort of get you can yeah. be given it yeah 
but with your health and fitness, you have, you have to earn it. Yeah. So nobody can come and, and just like, nobody gives that to you. You yeah. know, if you're running a 20 kilometer race, that's you running you it. That's you on all your own. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Okay. Allah has given that to you, but that's yeah. you on your own. You've yeah. had to earn it. So I have a lot of respect for that. So that's pillar number three, which is super important. Uh, four is business. You know, business is a big part of who I am. Um, I think it gives me a lot of purpose mm-hmm. and not just, you know, local BH, but all the other sort of ventures that we have and that we want to get into. Uh, five is friends. I have a good group of friends that I like to start myself with. And, and I think the number six, like I said, was, was personal growth and that sort of experiences and exploring things and doing things that I love and reading these books that are important to me. So anything that I do in my day has to touch on any of these six pillars. It has to do, if it's not a part of these six things, there's, there's, it's I, a failed day. I, I don't think that that was a very important thing for me to do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, someone really wise told me what you need to do are is figure out what are things that are important to you and 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 make sure that you're always in alignment with those things yeah. and that will ultimately get you to happiness and happiness is not a result it's a it's a journey uh, yeah. and i'm i'm happy that i can talk about these sort of things with someone like you because it's not something that i feel like falling into deaf ears you don't think that yeah i feel like yeah. there's someone out there who Understands. Understands because I feel like maybe, I think maybe people are just either built like that or just, you know, don't want to answer those questions or haven't opened that box. And so nobody wants to talk about happiness. Let's just talk about today and, you know, we're going to go here and we're going to buy this and we're going to eat that and we're going to watch this movie and we're going to watch this Netflix show and we're going to go to sleep and then tomorrow it's the same loop. (laughs) You know, and like, like a lot of people lack the, I think, and that's cool. I think if you can, I think if you if you can find that hack where you don't have to think about things that are, you know, existential, then good for you. But yeah. some of us are just built in a way where we have to sort of figure out who am I? What am I doing here? What's right and what's wrong? It's going to see. That's the thing. You say some of us, but I think it's all of us. You think? I think all of us are built for that. It just happens at, at different stages. Mm. For someone, it could be if their partner dies, mm. then they start thinking about death then they start thinking about god then they th- think about these questions are you there there's a fitrah in us right all of us everything wants to worship god everything wants to get closer some people happens earlier some people happens later some people don't get a chance to because they die before that happens right which is unfortunate um but i think that obviously there is a role you play like i think for instance i'm proud of myself for one thing um if i ha- if i had to go to a point in my life where I was on this path that's like stagnant and then I had a you know when you, I don't know if you do you did you ever play like video games that are like story driven uncharted okay uncharted okay let's say let's say yeah some somebody tells you oh it's like a, it's like GTA, a, <laughs> GTA <laughs> a very important game <laughs> but I'm, I'm, th- I'm what I'm saying is there's a point in your journey where yeah. you have to make a decision yeah. you can Take this path or take this path, yeah. right? In effect, it'll affect the the rest of the game. And I think it's the same for, for me. I got to a point where I had this point where I could choose a path or the other path. And that point was meeting Dan, right? That's what, when, when I was talking about him. Um, a lot of people, when, when you bring the topic of religion or philosophy or just existential topics, they just, oh, man, I'm not interested. Like, so boring. Or in Bahrain, like, uh, that's my experience. Or, dude, why are you being lame? It's just yeah, it's lame's just, a question you get yeah, a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just lame. Who cares? Why do you waste your time thinking about these things? Why do you waste time talking Live about in the moment, bro? Yeah, 
And so um, most of these people, this is what I think, if I could be wrong, but most people, if, if they were in my position where they meet this guy, this guy asked them about, with the same way he asked me, they asked, he asked them about their faith, Islam. Oh, yeah, man, we pray five times a day, these, all these knowns, right? And he's like, okay, what do you think about predestination? What do you think about free will? What do you think about this and this? And then like, what are these? And that's what happened to me, right? And then they can choose choose to do something. The next day when they see this guy, do I approach him or do I move away from him because he was lame? Right? You have that. That's the point. Right? The next the next day when you woke, wake up and you see this guy who asked you yesterday these questions that you always said were or you never heard of, but you think are lame. Right? Do you then... Um, want to approach him again and ask him to clarify and then learn more? Or do you just like, hey, I'm just going to go with this guy that he's going to go to a bar or he's going to go to a whatever. I'm just going to hang out with him or he's going to go play football or whatever. Right? That, and that's what I'm proud of is that when he asked me these questions, it really opened my eyes like how much I don't know about my religion. And it made me research. And then I get, went back to him with answers. And and then he asked me more questions. And then... And then I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And, and he was here. I was here. And then started slowly coming up to him to the point where it's not him teaching me about these philosophical topics or religious topics. It's us having a conversation, right? And then that really changed me. Like, it really changed me. Like, ask my parents, ask my anybody. It's, it's when I came back from the U.S. Um, they expected you to be a... I became some monk. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What, inge- what, um, what exactly about mental health? What are your thoughts on mental health? I think it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. is there anything specific you want me to expand on or just give you more thoughts on, <laughs> on the general topic? I think this is a session all on its own. Um, but I think mental health is something that we need to talk more about. I think it's something that's super ignored. And I don't think mental health in the sense that, oh, my boss gave me too much work mm. and I have to stay at work after six. I mean, mental health as in you can have a lot of goals, quote unquote, goals achieved, and you can still feel like, there's something failure and there's yeah. failure and you're mm-hmm. there you're lost and what's the purpose and is this right and is this wrong and i'm and mental health can really mess with your head and it, i'm glad that at least we're more open about it and we can at least have a conversation maybe 15 years ago we couldn't but the problem that's happening because there's a lot of conversation about mental health you it's have also, a lot of unqualified people talking about it you have unqualified people talking about it but also you everything is everything is classed as as, as mental health you know because yeah. you everything is trauma everything is everything trauma is, everything is trauma then people don't develop right when when i said what uh, i'm a i'm a piece of s because i'm a gemini or you know like it's, it's that to me that's 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 the point where trauma sometimes i'm not saying all because trauma is real right so there are people who face um real trauma i have i don't know if you have you probably did um especially in childhood right people who face real trauma and then and and then somebody says hey i'm this i'm an a-hole because i have this trauma somebody tells them on on the internet who, who's an instagram therapist um yeah this is rooted in trauma it's like oh that explains it so that they, they don't work on it right justified it's justified this is why i am this way I think that there's a problem with, with when, when we bring this conversation of mental health on the internet, on Instagram and on Twitter, it becomes, it's not the right medium as, uh, unless you're following actual professionals, but even professionals now, right? This is what I'm saying. Even with professionals, you're getting a lot of BS PhDs, people like that. It's so easy to ob- obtain like meaningless abbreviated certifications now. I am a CMCO, CO, 
um, holistic health a- activist. I am, in, and it's like I am. I am a mental health health professional. So I, I'm really wary about how we talk about mental health. I think the best thing you can do with mental health, as Muslim for me at, le- at least, is don't look, don't seek these people, these mediums to 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 f- fix your problems. Try God first, right? It's like. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that that, that that that's a that's good advice for me. I asked someone, you know, there's there's this, you know, I think we all go through mental health challenges. Sometimes things get difficult, and sometimes you know, you just you struggle in parts of your life, and you're like, there's something. What am I missing? Where am I going wrong? And there's also this guilt. So not only are you struggling with the mental health, but you also have this guilt because you're struggling because of the mental health, right? So there's this double layered thing, yeah. double layered challenge that you're dealing with. And then, so I asked someone knowledgeable about this and I said, hey, look, there's this. And then there's also the guilt that why, you know, I, I, okay, am I healthy? Yes. Do I have family? Yes. I'm ticking all these boxes. So why am I still feeling this way? And I saw there's guilt that, okay, maybe I'm just a terrible human being for feeling, you know, Mm. like something's missing. Mm. And their answer was, um, was really beautiful. And it was where the prophet had obviously Sallallahu he was Sallallahu Alaihi had everything. He was a prophet. He's the, yeah. the, the single most loved uh, you know human being yeah. on, that has ever been created. Yeah, and that's not up for debate, right? And he had a year of sorrow as well. Uh, since since the Khadija, yeah, no, well, it's called Sinatul Hazina or something. I think Sinatul Huzn. Huzn. Sorry, isn't it when his wife passed? His wife passed. Yeah, when she passed away. He knew God was real. Yeah. He, he, you know, I mean, yeah, he went through difficult times and he had turbulence and obviously we all know his challenges. But mental health was real then. Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 his, his, the people that followed him, the Sahaba would come to him and they would say, you know, yeah, Prophet Rasul, we, we feel more affinity or stronger in our deen and our iman when we're close to you and when we're not close to you we sort of feel it go a bit you know it, it, it downhill it, it, yeah. down it goes down a little bit so mental health and emotional health was real back then yeah and it's just something that i feel like we need to talk about more openly and i think accept and it's i think especially within guys and i think the point that i'm trying to make when i asked you this question is there needs to be a circle of guys that you can rely on yes. to talk about things that you go to go through because I think there's this post that's going around a lot at the moment on social media is that 80% or 70% or whatever, 80% of suicides are men, men, right? And when I first came across that a couple of years ago, I was like, that's just just BS, BS, that's just guys being weak. And the older you grow, the more you're in aware of your emotional health, the way you're, when you're younger, you don't really care about emotional health, man. You just want to like, play video games and eat yeah. McBurgers, you know? <laughs> so, you know, like you're not thinking about mental health. You're not thinking about a future. You're not thinking about existential questions and parents. And like, you don't, you don't, you're not, you're not fully developed to understand emotions and you grow older and you're like, yeah, that, that sort of makes sense. Yep. You know? Um, and the point I think I'm just trying to make is, you know, whoever's listening is that I don't think emotional and mental health is, is unique to each of us, I think that's something that we all go through at different stages. It's a human experience. It's a human experience. And yeah. I think as long as you have a good group of guys around you to to talk to about this, I think it's important. But yeah, I think I'll wrap it up there, my man. I think we're going to split this episode into two parts. So we're gonna, I think I think it's not because of the length. I think two hours, I've done two hours. I think 
um, I'm going to do like a half that's not really religious and half is like religious. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Because we, we start talking about God and religion and like a little over the one hour mark. So I think it's a, it's a good, good like way to partition this. I mean, yeah, let's have a chat on the whole religion thing, which part we're putting in, which part we're not. But yeah, the first half, if I go for it, man. Okay. Yeah, the religion thing is a bit uh, interesting. That was yeah. just between me and you. But yeah, let's see which parts we're going to keep in. I mean, I think some of it is useful, but I don't know if all of it is useful. Why not? Why not keep it all in? I mean, I think there's things out there that maybe I wouldn't want like people okay. to know that I'm thinking about. Okay. All right. All right. I will. Off, I will. off the record, I'll tell you why. No problem. No problem. Anything right, you want to say? Well, I just want to say I really appreciate your time and I appreciate you having me on the show. I think this has been a great experience, a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And okay. um, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your friendship. I think there's you a too, man. lot of value that you add in my life and I look forward to Same here. learning and Same here. spending time with you. All right. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I told you, I promise you, we're not going to talk about local bh a lot so no we I haven't delivered. you did a great job as a host i think we we said we we're going to be here for an hour an hour and 15 minutes tops and this is yeah. two hours 15 that's all it always happens um you know when you spend quality time with people that tells you how interesting you are and you thank likewise. you sir likewise. i appreciate it